The human body has around 100 billion neurons total. These neurons transfer information all across the body and makes it possible for people to do things. I am Joseph Radinsky. I am Andrew Dong. I am Jacob Zhang. Today we will be discussing the science of different factors of learning along with use and different effects of it. Now for some simple background information. Rote learning is simply memorization. It is the storing of information in the brain through repetition and nothing else. Conceptual learning, on the other hand, is learning through taking in the information and then applying it to other different situations. Everyone's brain develops and learns new things. Learning occurs in the hippocampus and the medial and torhinal cortex. Learning is necessary when you need to learn new things or put the use of what you learned into action for a certain situation. Now we will begin our discussion. The first topic we will talk about in our discussion will be how learning works. And then we will talk about why learning is important, then how learning affects the brain, then how the information that is learned is intended to be used. And finally, we will discuss neuroplasticity. The first segment we will be discussing today is how learning works. Well, learning actually happens between a network of neurons which transmit sensory information along synapses and neural pathways in the brain. And these information is stored in the short-term memory, a region of the brain that acts as a receiving spot for all the information that comes into the brain in all of our daily lives. You get used to something that you've learned when two neurons in the brain interact often enough to develop a bond that allows them to transmit information faster and more accurately. This allows neurons to transmit memories faster, memorize more things accurately, and recall them easily. Now time for some discussion. Um, you know, um, learning, this kind of learning stuff kind of reminds me how um, machine learning works. Basically, um, you have, you write a program that, um, you tell it what to do, but it, it doesn't know how to do it, so it just does random stuff. But um, if something actually improves its performance on that tax, task, Whatever causes that performance to increase is strengthened, and this, and um, eventually after, uh, uh, after a while, you'll get something that does the job pretty well. That's very interesting, Andrew. Do you have anything to say on this? No, not really. All right. Okay. Well, considering we're talking about how learning works, what is some good techniques that you would say that? What teachers do, they help you learn the best. Oh well, I think the be- the best way to learn something is to like, um, basically, if basically you should associate certain things with certain I- certain ideas. For example, um, if you want to, if like if if you were a, like a small child who was learning the alphabet, you'd probably you'd probably associate the alphabet with certain things because, like, they teach you that A is yeah. for apple and B is for ball and mm-hmm. C is for cookie mm-hmm. and for whatever. That actually reminds me of something funny. When I was uh, little, when my parents were trying to teach me how to read, um, they gave me like, this little really simple book. And I didn't know necessarily how to read it, but I, I memorized it. I don't have it memorized still. And also, I remember when parents tried to teach me a second language. I went to like, this place and I'm trying to teach me a second language. 
and I just ended up memorizing like the little book they were trying to get me to read, and I didn't actually realize really what I was talking about, and I just memorized it. And that's one thing with learning. There's a difference between actual learning and uh, memorization, which is rote learning. So, what what techniques of learning help you guys most? Like when teachers like give like things like do lectures, self-paced activities, group work. What what helps you guys the most? Maybe when you actually like write it and like practice it, mm-hmm. like after she repetition. explains everything, and when you take notes from it. All right. What about you? Um. Well. Well, generally. I'm not sure how I learn. I just like learn things. Self-paced, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, self-paced. Just oh, yeah. um, just read something over and over until you get what it's talking about, right. and then try and like understand it more, right. and like find out the context for what that's for. All right. Well, that sounds good. Now we will be discussing about why learning is important. Learning in the brain increases many different factors. It increases overall adaptability in different situations based on the amount of information that is held. It also develops that the overall control over emotions due to increased levels of development. It also provides increased levels of self-reliance and adaptability. Now it is time to discuss why learning is important. Jacob, why do you think e-learning is important to you? Um, well, it's important because we need to learn how to wear clothes, to walk with shoes on, to read, to add, and um, another thing that's very important to learn is um, that. Let me think about something that would be pretty important to learn. All right, well, what are some examples of something that you would think would be very important to learn? I mean, like, you could learn many different survival skills or, like, mm-hmm. educational skills that might mm-hmm. help you in the future to get a job or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Do you have what you have to say? Well, you could, like, um, well, I'm pretty sure learning is important since it's basically the mechanism that decides what all of our actions are because without learning, we'd probably all just be a bunch mm-hmm. of brainless idiots who won't ever learn from their mistakes. Well said. Next, we will be talking about neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity is a theorem that the brain can physically change itself. Your brain changes and adapts to different situations depending on what it knows, and then decides what is the best action it will be. People can become smarter or learn new skills because of neuroplasticity. It can change the neural pathways in your brain and among the synapses. This occurs by changes in behavior, environment, or neural processes. What happens is the brain deletes the old and not useful neural pathways and strengthens the necessary ones and creates new ones. Now we are going to talk about how learning affects the brain. Jacob, can you please give us a brief description about how learning affects the brain? Well, learning obviously makes you smarter, but how it works is basically um, whenever you learn something, your brain makes strengthens connections between neurons that correspond to doing that task or creates yeah. new ones and weakens the ones that prevent, weakens the connections that prevent us from doing something like that. Mm-hmm. You, you said it increases, it makes you smarter. Can, can you uh, elaborate a little bit on that? Well, the more you learn, the more, 
you can learn from your mistakes and and if you're in a new situation you could use your knowledge from that event to help you in the help you with a particular situation. Well define how you're using smarter in this in this how are you using smarter? Well it means that you're able to think about things and get things right, right. more. So if learning that mm -hmm. food helps you not mm -hmm. die, it's helpful mm -hmm. because it makes you able to succeed. I wouldn't necessarily say that as makes you smarter. I would just basically for that I would say like increases the knowledge you have. Yeah, I think that's a better word. Yeah. Because usually, well, at least how I use it, the definition smart, I usually associate it with uh, like overall performance instead of uh, knowledge held. And Raleigh, any words on this? Uh, I guess like the neurons eventually get used to each other, and that makes mm -hmm. you like able to like mm -hmm. like interact like faster, more accurately. Yeah. In like some specific situation that those neurons were designed for. Mhm. Mm After the connections that they made. Very good. Now we will talk about how learning affects the brain. Learning affects us by never stopping developing the brain. As we learn. The brain continually develops when the information is transmitted through the synapses and is used by the neurons. Changes at the neuron level make new connections form and the internal structure of the synapses change. When this happens, a new thing is learned to be used by the brain for some specific situation. Now we will discuss how the information in learned in schools is intended to be used. Jacob, how do you think that the information in schools is intended to be used? Well, like, um, in schools there's stuff that you should obviously learn that are applied in, like, every single job you will ever have. Like, adding numbers, subtracting numbers, basic arithmetic, that kind of stuff. But then there's stuff which doesn't have any obvious application, like, um, learning about, um, other countries, like, well, that, that, in that, that Africa. Well, considering that, I would say well, I was gonna say more of on the lines of learning to annotate would be more a little bit on the not as useful side. In yeah. My opinion. Well, considering uh, annotating was made as a way for people to uh, be able to analyze books better, but what about the people who don't need that? And all it does is create extra work, and they treat everyone basically. This is gonna sound weird, but. When it comes to education, treating everyone as like the same capability as equal doesn't make it equal. Yeah, that'd be like teaching. That would be teaching a uh, a human. That'd be trying to teach, backing the same performance of teaching a human how to open a door and compare it to I don't know a dog. Like I, I was gonna say like a hamster. Hamster. <laughs> hamster. Yeah. Hamster. Mhm. Mm what about your thoughts on how, how do you think the information learned in schools should be used? I guess they might help you like find future jobs and like probably mm -hmm. like live life in yeah. peace like after you earn enough money. Mm -hmm. Like like otherwise if they didn't mm -hmm. teach you everything you needed to know you probably wouldn't mm -hmm. be able to survive. When I've seen schools, I'm guessing that the main function from what I've seen would be to give you a little bit of an idea for most different for most careers. So then you'll have an idea of what you would want to do. You'll see what you like, and you'll have an idea of most different careers. But then there's the stuff that's just, like, why? And most people look at this, well, 
I'll be like, well, why, 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 why are you saying that? But, like, well, you, you might have to use it. And, well, that's interesting. <laughs> because the, the human brain doesn't learn, like, the standardized test kind of situation. And, well, the human brain learns through concep- conceptual learning, which we already discussed. And, uh... In schools, mostly it is just rote learning, which is constantly hammered into the school, which is a major issue with uh, the schooling system. Yeah, like, um, it's, this is especially true for fields like science, well, especially social studies more so than science, mm-hmm. because... Both of them are Because faulty. in social this. studies, you're basically um, writing, you're basically regurgitating information that has already been given mm-hmm. to you. They're not actually learning. All, all that's actually happening is like, have you ever like remembered? Uh, mm-hmm. Have you ever remembered anything about like the social studies projects you did like all the way back in mm-hmm. elementary school? No. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff it just goes after you don't need it anymore. With a lot of stuff that you might not be interested in. Ends up going one year and not the other afterwards. After you've done what's necessary with it, for example, with a uh, recently with a uh, slope and math, I found it interesting that now I've I've completely forgot how to do it, <laughs> which is I find kind of interesting. Sorry, and also one thing that this is this is one of my one of my pet peeves, and when it comes to teaching, especially when it's like math. When you're taught standards that aren't part of, like, the grade you're in, standards, then you're still evaluated on them, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, they review a lot of stuff, and then they have to, like, um, have to, like, test you on it, even though you already know what it is. I mean, it's nice to, like, relearn it if you're having, if you forgot it, but, like, testing on it seems like a bit of a stretch to me. Mm -hmm. Now we'll discuss how the information learned in schools is intended to be used. Information that is learned in schools is meant to help build critical thinking techniques and to help students learn how to apply information that is taught to them to different types of situations when they are adults. They can know how to use this information given to them to what they need to do. Unfortunately, this is not how learning in schools is usually executed. Most of the time, there is little to no time for students have to apply the information learned to them to real-life scenarios. This causes young adults to feel overwhelmed once they begin to transfer into adulthood. Finally, we will be discussing neuroplasticity. Jacob, what's your opinion on neuroplasticity? Well, I think it's great. I mean, uh, neuroplasticity is when um, you're your brain gets to adapt to certain situations like um um like if you're caught in a car crash if the car is about to crash and you're in it and you're the driver what do you do if if you kept going you would crash and you have enough time to react so obviously you would stop the car Mm -hmm. so that means even if you haven't experienced something before you can like um learn yeah and What's your opinion on neuroplasticity? Well, I think neuroplasticity sort of helps us, like, like they helps it helps us transmit information all across the body. And basically, it if without neuroplasticity, we wouldn't be able to move or do anything. We wouldn't even be alive. 
-hmm. It tells us to do everything, including how to beat our heart, digest food, do everything. No, right now you're confusing the brain. Because neuroplasticity is the theory that your brain can physically change itself, which has been pretty much completely proved, but still is technically a theory. And it goes Actually, that... I'd like to correct you. Just because something is a theory doesn't mean it's not I know. true. I know, I know. It's, called, I was saying it's it called a hypothesis. I know, it hasn't been completely proven that. That's what I was saying. Yes, but it probably mm -hmm. happens. Mm -hmm. Especially we since the connections in your brain mm -hmm. are physical things mm -hmm. that that you can mm -hmm. cut or change, and and our brain often cuts mm -hmm. up and changes our connections mm -hmm. all the time. So that's, that's interesting because couldn't that mean that um, <coughs> with advancements in neuroscience, couldn't they be able to physically change people's brains like that? True, or but it would require ultra-precise equipment. I don't think we're at that mm -hmm. stage yet, yeah. where everybody is a super smart and can prove the Riemann hypothesis. Mm -hmm. Or uh, disprove. All right. The science of learning is very complex and affects people in many different ways. As a final thought, we say that everyone can learn and should be well educated about the science of learning and how their brains develop. Thank you everyone for taking some time out of your day to listen to our podcast. It really means a lot to us.